Hello. Okay, I'm back on. I'm going to read the same scripture from Amplified Version of the Bible. Third John, first chapter 1 and verses two, verse 2. It says, Beloved, I pray that in every way you may succeed in good health. Physically, just as I know your soul prospers spiritually. Hmm. Hallelujah. In the New Living Translation, it says, Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are strong in spirit. Thank you. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. I'm going to ask you to please sit down. Thank you. So let me quickly establish something by this scripture. Now, by logical deduction, those of you who studied philosophy or any of those related courses, you know, there's something called logic. And by logical deduction, it is impossible for you, by this scripture, it is impossible for you to prosper. Everything else shall be added unto you. In short, your ability to prosper and be in good health is directly proportional to the level of which your soul is prospering. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? The word has come that this is, we will end this year in laughter and we will have full restoration. But it is only dependent on the level of the prosperity of your soul. You remember when the word came? We said breaking it down. The pastors that have been preaching, we said breaking it down for you so that you could, we could all, con, you know, uh, what do you call, digest. The word came, we took that word and we started breaking it down. So it means that for you to end this year in full, in laughter and in full restoration of what you have lost, your soul must prosper. So having known this, what manner of men and women ought we to be? According to Genesis 2-7, God did not make a body and put a soul into it like a letter or an envelope, in, or an envelope of dust. Rather, he formed man's body from dust and he, he gave it divine breath. In that same, if, let me read that scripture to you. Then the Lord formed man from dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into man's nostril and man became a living being hmm. man became a living being in the amplified version it talks about god breathing into the man and he became a an individual complete in body and in spirit man therefore by the design of god is composed of three parts and you all know that in theology is known as trichotal Trichotomism. trichotomism somebody says <laughs> trichotomism which are the body or the flesh the soul and the spirit apostle paul puts it like this to us he said may your whole spirit soul and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our lord jesus christ did i hear you say amen yeah. my but my friend our friend went to be with the lord yesterday my prayer that his whole body, his spirit, his soul was preserved because that is the day that he met 
uh, his maker called him home. Hmm. So, it, it, it goes on. Now, while our material bodies are evident, our soul and our spirit are less distinguishable. Now understand, the body is yours. The soul is yours. But the Holy Spirit is God. Hallelujah. Do you understand that? The body is yours. The Holy Spirit, the, the, the soul is yours, but the Spirit belongs to God. That's why we sing that God. There's that song that we sing that, take not your Holy Spirit away from me. I can equate what I'm saying to this device that I'm holding. It's a tablet or an iPad. It has a casing, which is the body. Alright? It also has an operating system, but which is like, the, we used to call it motherboard. I don't know whether they call it, still call it motherboard. And then he has applications. Without the motherboard, the applications cannot run. Am I right? Without the motherboard. So, if your soul is not right, the Holy Spirit cannot operate on it. Do you hear me? If you do not have the right soul, it will be difficult for the Holy Spirit to operate. And I'll show it to you in the Bible. The three function together. Now, as a living being, you must, have, you must have the soul. Of course, I've said that, the body and the spirit. But what differentiates you as a Christian is the kind of spirit you operate. Everybody has some spirit or the other. And I'll still show you in the scripture. Everybody has a spirit or the other. But we as Christians, we are supposed to operate under the unction of the Holy Spirit. I'm still taking you somewhere. Mm. Now let's take it further. For a Christian, the spiritual receiver is the soul, not the body. Which is why when somebody dies, the body remains. But the thing that stands as evidence for you in heaven is what? The soul. Hallelujah. Now, it, this soul helps us provide it operates at a level. It's what relates with the Holy Spirit. It provides discernment. Discernment. It sits above your normal reasoning. Your medulla. It sits above your medulla oblongata. Medulla That's what they say. It works with belief, not with sight. Hello? It works with belief, not with sight. That's why in Luke 1.45, he told, the, the angel told me, blessed are you. Because you have not seen, but yet you believe. Now, in the world, when you are looking, you are looking for a reason. We talk about deduction, logical deduction. But when you are operating your soul with the Holy Spirit, what happens is that you sit above the level of reasoning. And that's where you understand that giving is receiving. It doesn't work. That's why you will understand that somebody had to die for us to live. Normally, it doesn't work. That's why you, the Bible says to us that those who strive to keep their lives, they will lose it. It doesn't work. Normally, by reasoning. So, you need the Spirit of God working with your soul to be able to make this, make sense of this. Hallelujah. I'm going somewhere this morning. Mm. It works with promises, not reality. The faith collect those things that were not as if they were. Hallelujah. So, I'm going further. 
It is not a function of pedestrian level. It is higher level. Just as we are going to go into that part we talks about uh, uh, deeper and deeper. We can. Above all, the soul is the antenna that receives and decodes this transmitting signal of the Holy Spirit. There's a spirit of discernment. Now there are different forms of spirit. May we attract and retain the right spirit in the name of Jesus. I said I'll tell you about the different forms of spirit. First Samuel 16, 14. But the spirit of the Lord departed from Saul and a distressing spirit from the Lord troubled him. When I read that, whenever I read that, I'm afraid. Because the Bible tells me that God does good. He doesn't do evil. But the Bible tells me here that the distressing spirit was not sent by, the, by Satan. It was sent by who? You know, if Satan sends you distressing spirit, you can apply it to God. If God sends distressing spirit, who do you apply to? May we not be troubled by distressing spirit in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In, in, in the living translation, it says that now the spirit of God left Saul left Saul and the Lord sent a tormenting spirit to him. May we never operate under tormenting spirit in the name of Jesus. Now, it is impossible for a tormenting spirit to dwell and function effectively in a peaceful soul. If your soul is peaceful, even when they send the tormenting spirit, there's no way for that tormenting spirit. Hallelujah. Am I speaking to you this morning? Hmm. It says here, the state of your soul will determine whether a tormenting spirit has room to stay or live. It's the state of the soul. In short, you, whether it can, your, the state of your soul can accommodate or override a tormenting spirit. Hallelujah. That's why in Proverbs 4.23, the Bible says, keep your heart with all diligence for out of it springs the issues of life i like the way the new living translation puts it it said guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life now you must understand that the heart is the dwelling place of the soul the reason why some remain calm in the face of distress is the quality of soul that they carry or they possess. Your soul determines the strength of your spirituality. Because in Psalm 11 verse 3, it says, if the foundation be destroyed, what can the righteous do? When a man's soul continuously and continually ponders over failure, over rejection, over unhappiness, over loneliness, fear, etc., it gives room for those things to overtake you. No wonder in Job 3.25, Job said, For the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. The Bible goes further by stating that as a man thinketh, so is he. Stop pondering on things that are not right. Stop pondering on things that are not right. The man of God was preaching yesterday at... Uh, um, uh, um, um, uh, sorry, vaults and garden. And at a point in time, he even called me. He, when he called me to do something, he shook me out of my reverie. You know why? I was looking at all those dead people and I was beginning to feel somehow 
You are alone. You are alone. God. Why, 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 why am I pondering on that? The fact that I'm in the middle of a cemetery doesn't mean that I'm ready to die. I'm not saying that the people who died, died are bad, but I'm just saying that, yeah. And guess what? Anyway, even if I die, to die is what? Gain. To live is what? So where is the fear? Why are you operating under a spirit of fear? Why are you afraid? What are you afraid of? You've got the biggest power in the entire galaxy and you are afraid? What are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? We'll talk about that another thing. Like I said, if your soul is right and it remains positive, you will always exude the right spirit regardless of the circumstances around you. There may be torment outside there, but inside here, there's peace. And I tell you that, and I, I, I will show you. It says here, the opposite of a tormented spirit, a soul, is a peaceful soul. And this is how the scripture puts it. In Philippians 4 verse 7. It says, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Did he say some understanding? All. I don't understand why this is happening, but I have the peace of God. Have you ever wondered that anytime Jesus met with the disciples, he said, peace upon you. Because he knew the importance of peace. So he says that of God which passes all understanding will guard your heart, soul, and like I said, heart is soul, and your minds through Christ Jesus. I like it in the New Living Translation. It said, then you will experience God's peace. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe let me try this side. I said you will experience God's peace in the name of Jesus. No, I don't like you. I said you will experience God's peace in the name of Jesus. The choir, you will experience God's peace in the name of Jesus. Okay, let me be good here. You will experience God's peace. My pastor, you will experience God's peace in the name of Jesus. The peace of God has passed all understanding. You have no money, but you are at peace. Your rent is due, but you are at peace. Your health is not working, but you are at peace. I had a friend. I have a friend. You know him, pastor. Yeah, you know him. His, his, his first son had some kind of congenital problem and every time he would tell me that this guy is going to be great again the lord is going to heal him and i'll be wondering i'm looking at it. the man the, the boy goes around with the helmet because at any point in time he can convulse and he can hurt himself and i look at this my brother he says yeah. i said yeah me too i believe and i'm thinking to him, are you sure are you, are you sure you're a pastor this one that I'm looking, it was later that I understood that he was not walking by sight. He was not walking with what he was seeing with the guy. He was walking on the promise and the understanding of God. He was walking with the peace of God that garrisons you. 
that holds you, that strengthens you, that despite, oh, there's storm going around me. My marriage is not going well. My business is not going well. My health is not going well. But I will still praise you, God. I will still praise you. Only recently, a pastor that we know very well lost his wife. And when I went to see him, he was the one comforting us. I didn't understand it. This our pastor, and some of you know him, he's been so, through so much. And I said, God, why him? And then he under, I, I had the understanding that it wasn't him. It was his soul that he was carrying. Because by reason of that soul, God gave him peace. So in his flesh, he was pained, probably crying in his bedroom. But because you, that soul that God gave to him, he was able to withstand. Let me tell you, it. let me give you a little testimony. This guy, I'm very active in my old boys association. Some of you know, Igbo College. And I went to represent my president at the King's College Old Boys um, Association. They were having their annual conference and AGM and I had to go represent my president and the, he was the chairman of the uh, anniversary committee and even though he lost his wife they told him oh leave he said no I will do it you know what happened the president came he had had an accident and his foot was in a cast and he said I want to talk to you sir turn to this our friend. He said, you are a true man of God. If this is what Christianity is like, I like it. He's a Muslim. He said, I'm here despite my accident because I said that spirit that works in you, that allowed you, he lives, this man lives in Kano or somewhere. He said, that spirit that allowed you to come to still carry on your work despite your tragedy, then I say, who am I? That I have just an accident. I didn't die. I didn't lose anybody. And then I said, I'm not going to come for this. Indeed, you're a true man of God. I've learned from you. Is there a bigger Bible? <sighs> okay, let me just quickly try and finish my word here. So, what's my word for you? Stop flapping around. Stop going around like a bear with a sore head. There's no affliction that you are bearing that is not common to man. If you are expecting God to act, then act like you're expecting God to act. So you, uh, the man of God preached on Wednesday, expect God to act. Uh, hallelujah. Then you went outside and you started speaking negatively. This thing, you children, you will not kill me. This car, you will not kill me. This business, you will not kill me. And you just said that you are expecting God to act. Do you want to act on what you said? Do you want God to act on what you said? Stop flapping. Stop playing the victim. Behave as if, don't behave as if the whole world is on your shoulder. Learn to trust God. Ask God to give you a soul of grace. After all, he said what? My grace is sufficient for you. My yoke is light. My burden is not heavy. Therefore, come unto me, all 
those who are troubled and are heavy laden and what will he give you? Rest. Somebody say rest. Somebody say peace. Hmm. Tell your neighbor, calm down. Look for me and say, calm down. Mommy, calm down. Daddy, calm down. Uncle, calm down. Auntie, calm down. Hmm. The more troubled you are, the more troubled your soul will be. And you grieve God. When you are troubled, you are denying the power of God. Bible says some, how did he put it? He said some have, um, and they, they, they deny the power therein, thereof. You know, they look as if they are Christians. But they deny the power that is thereof. You pressure yourself so that you no longer rely on grace. But lean on your own understanding. I'm going to ask you to do something this morning. Tell trouble, free me, Joe. I say, free me, Joe. Tell depression, free me. Fear, free me. Even now, tell the devil, free me. When I was putting together my notes, my devil was telling me that, eh, your mouth is doing billy billy. Let me see you. Let me see you preach this sermon. Guess what? Devil, I preach it, man. And then nothing you're going to do about it. Because I am not your servant. I'm the servant of the Most High God. And as sure as, sure as I'm doing what he has asked me to do, I know he will protect me. And even if that doesn't happen, like the three Hebrew children, let's go there. We will not bow. We will not bow. We will not bow. We will not bow. That's, that's a sermon for another day. I free myself. Uh, what did they say? Moja or Mojapa? Mojapa. Hallelujah. Mojapa. Devil, free me. <laughs> Even me, I free myself. Like my pastor said, I free myself. Hallelujah. Then you are going to say this morning, how then can I maintain a very positive soul? How then? You are going to ask me, how can you do that? Right? And I'm going to share five quick things with you. One, let your soul continually praise God. Continually and continuously. You know, I, I, I wasn't in church last week Sunday and I listened to you, Sister Ore, and you said, that you will dance and you will collect the ray. Some people will watch you kill what's our own. I like Jota. I wish I could dance. I'll join you. I'm still believing God for that miracle. <laughs> but you know what? Praise God continually, consistently. Consistently. And Mary said in, in Luke 1 45, 46 to 47, he said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. Somebody was about to tell her, You know how difficult it was for Mary to be with child when she wasn't a married person. That was a disgrace. You know, there's disgrace of this time. Can you imagine in those days? And then they told her that she's going to be pregnant when she's not fully married. And then she was still rejoicing. Hello? 
but she said my joke my soul magnifies the lord yes it says in 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 psalm 103 verse 1 bless the lord oh my soul and all that is within me bless his holy name it's the same psalm 103 verse 2 it says bless the lord oh my soul and forget not all all some of us were always murmuring against god ah he has done it for party a he's done it for party hello praise god i like the way my pastor says it he says that anything you have i'm not jealous i'm happy for you and i'll pray that one day my own two will come and anyway the first you know you don't clap when you hear this one then you clap he says the first person the person who first by motto naion go be old mother hallelujah are you still with me this morning he says then in in psalm 139 14 he says i will praise you for i am fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well hallelujah hey hallelujah number two even in challenging times when your soul is weary pray for his restoration in psalm 23 verse 3 he says he restores my soul he leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake in psalm 160, 116 verses 6 to 7 he says return to your rest O my soul for the lord has dealt bountifully with you and in psalm 107 verse 9 he says for his for for he satisfies the longing soul and fills the hungry soul with goodness may the lord fill our soul with goodness in the name of jesus in jeremiah 31 uh, verse 25 he says for i have satiated the weary soul and i have replenished every sorrowful soul if your soul is sorrowful you are listening to me god says that i will satiate it i will replenish it in the name of jesus it says in, in, in Psalm 119 verse 28, My soul melts from heaviness. Strengthen me according to your word. Number three, always go after God's heart. Samuel verses 13, chapter 13 verses 14. It says, Now the kingdom shall not continue. This is God. This is Samuel speaking to uh, Saul. Now your kingdom shall not continue. The Lord has sought for himself a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be commander over his people because you have not kept the Lord command what the Lord commanded you. In verse in Psalm 40, uh, 42 verse, verse 1, it says, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so my soul pants for you, O Lord. In First King 8 17, it says, it, 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 it says, Now it was in the heart of my father David to build a temple for the name of the Lord God of Israel. Number four, fear God and obey his commandments. And in Exodus 12, 13, he says, Now let us hear the conclusion of this whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments, for that is for this is man's all. The same, let me not even go there. You can check in the amplified version. Number five, stay positive. And I love this scripture. 
Stay positive. Somebody says, stay positive. He said, now there were four lepers, men at the entrance of the gate. I'm reading from 2 Kings chapter 7, verses 3 to 5. Now there were four lepers, men at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, I'm going to read it because I love the scripture. Why are we sitting here until we die? We will enter the city, famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we will die also. Now therefore, come, let us surrender to the army of the Syrian. If they keep us alive, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall only die. They die that is already waiting for them. <laughs> Some people, you know, I don't understand it. You are already in the place of death. And you are romancing the death. If you stay here, you are going to die anyway, for sure. So why not try something? Hello? Mm. It says, and they rose at twilight. May you rise in the name of Jesus. May you rise in the name of Jesus. They rose at twilight to the, go to the camp of the Syrians. And when they had come to the outskirts of the Syrian camp, to their surprise, no one. Ah, you are in for a surprise. Ah, let me try here. I said you are in for a surprise. Before the end of the year, you are in for a surprise. Have faith. Believe that God is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Erase your doubts. Remain steadfast and immovable. Moses was initially scared. Joshua needed to be encouraged by God. On the, on the other hand, David chose to encourage himself in God. Stop that lie of a gospel. Fear is natural. And I still like the way my pastor puts it. He said that courage is not the absence of fear. It is, the, it is in spite of fear. Hallelujah. Mm. Succumbing to fear is what is not right. Make that move now. God is waiting for somebody here. Till the end of the, by the end of this year, something is supposed to change. And is waiting for you to act. Now, let me close with this text. Text, And like I said, this whole sermon was inspired by the main text of last week. I'm not sure how many of you remember it. And it's found in Psalm 2, Psalm 42, I beg your pardon, verses 11 from the Living Bible. It says, But, O oh my soul, do not, don't be discouraged. Don't be upset. Expect God to act. For I know that I shall have plenty of reasons to praise him for all he will do. He is my help. He is my God. I'm done. But it will be remiss of me today if I do not probe and ask you that you should self-examine what kind of soul are you carrying this morning? Whether you are, in the, you are watching online, what kind of soul are you operating? What kind of soul are you parading? A bitter soul? An unhappy soul? An unforgiving soul? An ungrateful soul? An unrepentant soul? A troubled soul? A tormented soul? A distressed soul? What soul? Are you carrying around a miserable soul? 
This morning, the Lord is calling you home. He's asking you that I can change that soul. And even if you do not know Christ, the soul you are operating is not a Christ-like soul. You cannot receive the engrafted word of God. Your life is still stagnant. You are where you are. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, you keep going around in circles. This morning, the Lord is calling that troubled soul home. He's saying, I can change it. I can turn it around. Whatever soul that you're operating, that is not making you succeed, I can do it. I'm going to ask you to stand. I want the choir to help me with that. Um, re- re- renewed spirit inside me. What's that song? Yeah. You can start singing it. You don't even have to wait for it. It's a prayer. Just pray. Because somewhere, some part of our lives, maybe our soul is not right. Pray that the Lord... much about this subject um, I, I, I wish it was something we could go for a retreat but I'm believing that the little we've shared this morning that the Lord will renew our soul in the name of Jesus that whatever soul that we are carrying that is not right with God, God will renew it in the name of Jesus that none of us will be a cast away in the mighty name of Jesus, that everybody under the unction of my voice the Lord will do a new thing for you in the name of Jesus. Like Pastor said this morning, we are going to end this year in style in the name of Jesus. You just not end it anyhow. Every promise and word that has come from this pulpit that will end this year in laughter and in full restoration will be yours in the name of Jesus. And so shall it be in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Amen. Hallelujah.